Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sports Finder community, my name is Ahmed Al-Huli and we're back with our segment and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Danny Martin from Geek Elite. Danny, welcome to the show buddy, how's things? Thank you so much, we're learning every day and progressing, it's a unique industry so we're providing value. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Danny, um, before we get into all the great things that you guys are working on, where did, where did it all begin for you, mate? Well, naturally, from an entrepreneurship perspective, growing up in Southern Sector of Dallas, that's just what we did. We found ways to be able to make some capital. And so going into college, I automatically knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I found a college along with that of sports, because I was an athlete in college, the University of Texas San Antonio. I knew our, my major wanted to be entrepreneurship. So uh, in between practices, uh, one day my one of my teammates was uh, saying, hey, I know somebody can fix my console, it's broke. And we were playing together a lot after practices. And so he found somebody to fix it. I looked at it as an opportunity to learn how to fix it just as much. So I created a business in which I took individuals' consoles that was broke and brought it to the individual who was 40 miles off campus. And I allowed him to mentor me. As I brought him business, he would teach me how to do it. Eventually, I was uh, afforded the opportunity to, to let him, for him to let me take the business onto campus. And I built all the machines that necessary. I purchased all the machines that's necessary to um, fix the Xboxes and PlayStation on campus. So uh, with that, I was able to learn a lot of data. You know, if I get your console, I know who played what, how you played, when you played, what game you played, how good you were at the game. So when it came down to running tournaments on campus, I knew exactly who the market to. So if I wanted to do a Madden tournament, I knew exactly who were all the Madden people, especially the people that uh, play Madden that I fixed their console. And so on campus, people know me as the person that fixed consoles and knows the tournaments. And, uh, and because of money and interest inside of that, individuals were asking me how, what, how could they do it too, because they wanted to make capital. Um, and so I recognize that I can make it easier on myself instead of having to teach everybody. I can figure out a way to be able to uh, create a technological platform to host tournaments. Uh, with that ideal, I knew I had the opportunity to, because of business and my entrepreneurship teacher, uh, and creating a business on campus, she provided me with the opportunity to spend about four years in Silicon Valley, for about three years in Silicon Valley, uh, with the individual who were just leaving eBay, and he got about $14 million to uh, create a company uh, that utilizes gamification. So because of that gamification model, uh, the game aspect was like really, really dope for me. So I went up there and helped uh, build out two startups and um, utilized a lot of these. I didn't know software at the time. So I utilized the developers that were there, some of the best and brilliant developers in the world in San Francisco, Silicon Valley. And they helped me build out the technical platform, which I had known and I wanted to build in college. And um, I eventually came back to Dallas because Dallas is growing in esports like significantly right now. Um, and I started building out. So before any of the esports stadiums were here in Dallas, I, I um, built out a 2,000 square foot wall that I lived in and just converted it for individuals to come test out our platform for 
hosting their own tournaments. You know, because we knew in order to become a professional gamer, you have to compete. You know, there's no high school and college. At that time, it wasn't. So only way for you to be able to show your skill sets is if you're streaming and you have a good fan base or if you're actively involved in competitions. And so by creating a platform that allows individuals to host their own tournaments, makes it easier for individuals who want to become professional gamers to find tournaments. And so we recognize the, the development of the players because they were people coming our space to host a tournament. And we see a good opportunity to help amateurs turn pro because at that time, um, they announced the NBA 2K And when they announced the NBA 2K League, uh, we had a considerable amount of players from our organization go to the NBA 2K League. So, so far, we have about five players in the NBA 2K League in its first three years. And so we're looked at as an entity in this area to help you know, the individuals within our demographic uh, turn pro. And so we eventually were just like, all right, we have, we have something. Um, so now we've built out a 15,300 square foot space here in the same geographic location uh, to be able to help individuals uh, have all the access that they need to be able to become professional gamers. But most importantly, uh, we see that there's an opportunity for individuals to learn skill sets that are applicable to the real world, like graphic design, videography, production, all of those components. So we're actually creating a, a almost like a school for individuals who are interested in esports. So all the things that we learned, that's where that's what it's coming about. Esports Academy. Yes, there you go. That's mm. for sure. Nice. And your current students are they within within the uh, USA, or are you getting people from outside? Uh, we're look, we're set for the USA, particularly in our locale in Dallas area. And then we're looking to be able to expand. That that, that sounds amazing, man. Um, okay, awesome. So um, you set up this big hub. You've got people coming through. You're transforming people's lives. Then what? Where where are these people going on to? How are they progressing and actually turning what they've learned into actual money? Yeah, so one, you know, with the five players, one of our players, uh, Jay Money, who just won um, the $360,000 prize purse for the NBA 2K League. So, um, and then you have a lot of other players who get $32,000, $36,000 for six months, get free housing, they travel uh, to compete for entities like the Mavericks and the Pacers and um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, which are subsidiaries to that of uh, the real NBA teams. You know, so with NBA 2K, there's the body five component. Unlike you know a lot of uh, sports games where it's one v one, we really want to focus in on that body five concept because it's like League of Legends, Counter Strike, Dota, all of those concepts. Uh, but in our particular geographic location, it's more uh, minority um, area. So we knew that in this area it'd be more geared towards uh, sports games. And so um, we're seeing a significant traction. Then also we have individuals who come through our company that. Uh, gone from videography or wedding photography and videography to esports with that videography and photography, in which you know now we're getting approached by organizations like Complexity um, and other entities that would like that talent. And so now we can be able to say, hey, something such is really really good, and you can be able to represent your organization. So now we're seeing individuals get opportunities in both of those 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 concepts. Now they're making capital, so it's cool to see. Awesome. How have you seen the uh, evolution of these streaming networks help your your business? Um, we never had to like even if you look at streaming for us, like we don't stream a lot. We don't have a significant follower on stream, um, but that's something that we're actively in, like preparing for. Like literally, our meetings now is that we got this big space. 
Uh, we want to point in the studio. So now when the actual professional gamers come in or the amateur gamers come in, we can actually start to stream. So we literally have just opened up this space. Uh, we're probably less than a month in. And so now, like, we have a, we have a, we're preparing, preparing for a tournament this week. Um, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, it's a $10,000 Call of Duty tournament. Um, and so we're definitely, we have about 50 teams that signed up. Um, so we're definitely going to be streaming a lot of those contests. And that's really going to mark the start for us. You know, every day we're looking to be able to stream content, whether it's our weeklies or that of the large tournaments that happen inside of this building. Wow. You mentioned $360,000 prize money, you mentioned now $10,000 in the three-day tournament. Who, who's paying for all this? How, how, how is this revenue being generated? Yes, it's generated from the actual player. So in the NBA 2K League, that's more sponsors and buy-in. For us, we're not a large organization like that, so it's actually the entry fees, right? So if we know that we can be able to push out a 10K, 10, a 10, a 10K tournament, and we have 50 to 60 uh, team playing $300, we can be able to recover that, you know, um, and then we can offer a benefit to the individuals who are flying in from all around the nation to our space. And so literally, we can go get sponsors, but a lot of it is being taken care of by the insurance. Nice. Do you, do you have somewhere for them to stay on site, or they still have to source hotels or whatnot? Yes. So we make uh, deals with the hotels that are around, and they stay in those hotels like Holiday Inn. And then we have the space for them to come in and compete. So yeah, they definitely, we definitely help out when it comes down to the deals that we have with our partners. You you mentioned the NBA 2K League. We that that highlights that the NBA is, has really embraced esports. How have other sports um, sort of taken the the idea of esports on? Yeah, so it's cool to be able to see. The sports genre, most of the owners that you see that are in sports, traditional sports, they have invested in other esports entities like that of the large you know, entities in which they can see a better return on investment, I would say, aspect, um, like League of Legends, and you finding some team owners like the Houston Rockets that are investing in Overwatch and things like that. But as far as when it comes down to that of uh, sports entities invested in sports games, um, you don't see it as often until the recent uh, the introduction of the NBA 2K League. So that was one of the first things that we see. It was always like, for me getting started, it was when I go create a platform, when I get an esports to like, once you go to League of Legends, once you create your platform for the, the larger entities. And I was like, ah, I could, you know, if I'm trying to follow the money trail, but I actually come from an area where I play sports, I know sports, um, and I know a lot of people that play sports games. And so if it's not high on the Richter scale um, or in a title, then somebody has to do it. I was like, well, if anybody's going to do it, I'm going to try to take on the challenge. And so in this instance, now it's like, all right, let's, how can we get sports games on the map? And the best way for us to do it is start to interact with the actual sports entities and tell them how valuable their game is to the geographic location in which we see every day. Wow, fascinating. Um, what's the what's the f future look like for esports? I mean, now we're seeing multiple sports getting involved, um, different aspects of uh, from uh, of uh, let's say gaming, because you know um, for a long time there was a stigma that esports is just for 
um, lazy kids sit down and game all day, whatnot. Now there's a whole revolution of young people who live fit lives, professional right. athletes, and their full-time job is esports. That now they're able to do this because there's funding, there's money, whatever. There's competition recently. I can't remember the game. I keep I keep forgetting this game. 16, a 16 year old won three million dollars, right? Fortnite. Yeah, that's the one. Fortnite. So there's obviously a lot of interest in the space. There's a lot of money in the space from from what's there, or not, or a good amount of. Moving forward, are we going to see more leagues? Are we going to see more individuals coming up with their own platforms like yourself? Where, how are things heading, basically? I actually, to be completely, you know, like transparent, I think the platforms that are being aroused, everybody's going to start creating. They're going to have the really their own platform. So the platform is not as difficult to, you know, the field develop as it was back then. Um, so organizations that are really sort of identify ways to build their own platform. So if they have their teams and they have their tournaments, they're going to do their own. And then when it comes down to that of uh, being able to have um, leagues, the leagues are, you know, you only have so many leagues that are out there that have the big names. Um, and so what I actually see is you're going to start to, you're going to, start to find that organizations are going to start to do their own tournaments. And they're going to do their own tournaments for fundraising causes, to team ownership for reasons. Um, and then also, to me, I, I really feel like um, you're going to start to see the educational component uh, really start to develop. So I think that's really where esports is going to go. How do you, how do you interact with that of the elementary and the middle school students, the high school students, because the actual large corporations we're looking for the next wave of jobs, uh, uh, employ, employ, uh, employers um, and um, employees, they're going to say, how do we tap it from the younger and how can we get them the skill sets that they need uh, to be able to make it easier for us to be able to return a better revenue uh, for our company later on. So they're going to find ways to tap into the younger demographic and by having high school and entities like colleges being able to create that pipeline uh, that that's where the money is going to be distributed into those into those those, those areas. I think esports and esports universities, esports colleges, esports uh, ISDs, those are going to be where you're going to see a lot of the traction going in right now for the benefit of the large organizations that are looking outside of even esports that are looking for a significant sufficient talent of talent pool. Yeah, because with with local sports, you you got the top tier leagues. Then you got second tier, third tier, fourth tier. Then you got local sports, and then you got juniors. You got different age groups. So I'm just wondering, is it going to evolve into that, or you know, because you have to sort of start separating people at at a certain point because um, eventually brain space, uh, brain maturity is going to um, play a role. Eventually, the ability to game for a longer period of time is going to play a role. You know, so there has to come a point in time where things have to be broken down into these different leagues and divisions. Yes, and it, and it will, you know. You're having a lot of the large developers creating their own leagues within the game internally, right? And you're going to also find that there's platforms being created for 
that of leagues um, um, for you know, regionals and then also states and then also nationally. So it's going to be broken down as you say. I see it. It's happening as we see it every day. Nice. In terms of tech, where's the tech heading? Um, esports tech. I think esports tech for us, I think esports tech is happening. It's going to be happening as far as the curriculum. So uh, as we build out, as we build out uh, a curriculum pipelines and being able to teach individuals um, the components of esports like dexterity and economics, just the teaching component, um, we see the tech being very sufficient for individuals within school. Uh, right now, the resources are not as high uh, inside of school. In high school and elementary, so um, to make it easier for them to have accessibility, it's going to be on individual jobs, companies like ours and others, to be able to provide those type of uh, learning or those curriculums online um, so they can be able to get what we're experiencing in our locale or space that is already conducive to esports or already accepted esports. Um, but the entities or geographic locations that's, that's kind of like, uh, what are we even starting esports? Uh, if we're an elementary teacher or a middle school teacher, we need to be able to provide them that those easier uh, entry points uh, versus saying, hey, we'll go spend $20,000 or go build a $100,000 arena um, to in enter into esports. But now there's software and tech that can be able to make it easier uh, for them to be able to enter into this market. Interesting. Great, great times ahead. Interesting times ahead. Um, Danny, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's been a great chat. Before we let you go, where can we find you guys online and in physical location? Yes, so online you can find us at www.eclets.gg. Also, you can find us in DeSoto, Texas at 921 West Beltline Road, Soto, Texas, 75115, and it's Suite 181. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Martin from Geek Leads, thank you very much for joining me on the Sports Finder podcast. Thank you so much, sir. It's been awesome. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?